Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Big uh, big show today. Brett Michaels joining us today, the former Poison singer, maybe present Poison singer. Is he still singing with Poison? We'll have to ask him. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. How could you not? He's, he is Poison. He has really a brand new line of toys for your dog. Actually, clothing and accessories for your dog. He's got some cute stuff. They really are cute. We have some in the studio. We're going to give some away today. And yeah, who would have thought? Poison singer gone toy manufacturer. Yeah. But, uh, well, they're like rock and roll clothes, right? Yeah, you can hear They are. I got some rock and roll. In fact, you can keep some of this here. I'm going to give you some. I got rock and roll clothes. And this little, it's like a tour bus. It's uh, it's like a stuffed Kong toy. It's a tour bus, and inside is a little VIP guy that squeaks. A security cool. guy and a fan. It's all plush. It's soft, squeaky fuzzies. And uh, I'm going to give you some so that you can show it off. Look, this big boot here. It's like a poison cowboy boot. And look at this little tee that uh, Ladybug's wearing. Ooh, it actually has lace on the sleeves. VIP a, backstage. A skull, yeah. Ooh, she looks sharp. She does. She's a little hoodie. That's all. Look uh, at her. Yeah, that's all <laughs> coming out of your radio today. Also, uh, just a lot of things going on. We're going to find out. Uh, eh, we had a listener call us. She tried some flea products, and apparently she tried it on two of her cats, and both cats expired. So we're going to talk a little what? bit about that. Also, you know, uh, yeah. That's that's not that's not uncommon, and and it's and some of that stuff is real dangerous. Um, I've had a client that had two pugs, and both pugs died. Um, you know, from from the flea product, from neurological damage, and it's 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 dangerous stuff. Now, this is one of those brands that you get at the cheap dime and dime store, Walmart exactly. or something. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's why that's why you, you you pay for the good stuff. It's very important. Also. San Francisco has plans on using dogs to reduce their panhandling problem. We'll be talking about that in just a few minutes. And uh, if you want to use your dog to meet a woman or a guy, we'll tell you what kind of dogs you should be using. That's all on the way here on Animal Radio. Uh, Stacy, what are you working on? You know, everybody at Groman's Chinese Theater uses two hands. They put their hands down, and, you know, all the stars have their hands on there. Well, there's a new star that's actually put four of them down. All four paws. I'll tell you who's top dog coming up on Animal Radio News. Let's uh, hit the phones. one 405 8405 Hey, Cindy. Hello. Welcome to Animal Radio. I've got the good doctor, Dr. Debbie, right here. What's up? Hi. Well, hello, Dr. Debbie. Um, we listen to you every Saturday morning when we're traveling, so we appreciate the good advice. Oh, well, um, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> I have a three-year-old golden doodle. Um, we, she has been being cared for when we're traveling, when hotels won't take her, um, in a kennel. It is a veterinary kennel. We did a Bordetella um, shot booster. We do them every six months mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of June. And they said there was a new strain of Bordetella running around, so because... The um, veterinary clinics or the CDC cannot keep up with it. They thought an additional booster would help her, and now she's okay. to blow it. So we did a booster about three and a half weeks after she had the first one, 
and we brought her home, and now she's trying to clear her nose, constantly sneezing, and it feels like she's trying to blow her nose. And this is, I'm sorry, how long after that vaccination was given? Um, it was about three and a half, four weeks. And, you know, I guess the the bottom line with Bordetella is that there's there's different types of vaccination. So there's an intranasal form that's kind of like the flu mist vaccination. So like little kids get that um, nasally sprayed. Uh, and there's an injection form. And, and I'd have to say we do see some potential um, clinical signs after an intranasal Bordetella. Usually it's pretty mild and self-limiting, a little sneezing, coughing, reverse sneezing, that horrible like... <laughs> kind of sound. Um, So usually it's pretty um, short in its duration. Kind of depends. If I have a pet who's really sick, then I will definitely do some lab work on them and we can do specific testing for different agents and whether or not it, you know, we can say it's from the vaccination or not. You know, I I have had the occasional pet have those kind of clinical signs after a nasal Bordetella vaccine, but I still believe in the product and it can be very good for a pet that has a upcoming boarding visit and it gives us um, kind of in a pinch in the quick time frame, it gives us some of the best protection um, on that uh, short timeline. Um, but that being said, you know, I want to make sure your, your baby's well. And if necessary, you know, I would certainly see if we need to get her treated or, you know, maybe at least on an antihistamine to help control some of those signs for her. Uh, antihistamine such as Benadryl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, often Benadryl. There's some other ones that we'll prescribe as well just to kind of help, you know, minimize those clinical signs of the sneezing, coughing, um, that type of thing. Okay. And, you know, if, if a dog does show a sensitivity with these kind of signs after a nasal bordetella vaccination, then, you know, we might really look at giving the injectable form in the future just to kind of avoid that potential. And it sounds like you're a good parent and you're up to date on shots. Um, so that might just be a good strategy for her in the future there. So the injectables are a six-month inoculation, or are they a year? You know, there's a little bit of some controversy with that, and some of that we discuss on the lifestyle and the exposure for the pets. Um, here we typically, using either product, we'll do that on an every six-month interval if we have a pet who's in a more of a high-risk group. Um, and that would be pets that are boarded, that go to the grooming parlor, go to pet shows, things like that. Um, if it's only the occasional animal exposure or minimal, um, then usually we just stick with that once-a-year um, vaccination, whether we use the nasal or the injection form. But, uh, well, I, I appreciate that my vet likes to be very safe, and so we do it every six months regardless. You, <laughs> just, you just show up here to get your dog groomed. We're going to make you take the shot so or take the nasal. So we, mm-hmm. we've been doing nasal, but we've never had the symptoms where she's trying to blow her nose. Um, mm-hmm. My husband has one more question about it, and he was wondering about exertion. I mean, she loves to swim. And we didn't want to, it's the time of year where we take her down to the lake and she just swims until her tail goes cold. (laughs) (laughs) We've been trying to keep her away from that that situation. But um, he doesn't know how much exertion because she will play with the ball and swim until we have to go out and get her. Okay. So this is unrelated to her kind of sneezing thing right now. You're just asking if, if that's too much for her to do that. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there is a condition we call swimmer's tail where basically a dog can sprain their tail and after really intense swimming, retrieving um, activities, they'll actually have pain in the tail where they don't want to raise it, they mope around, and it can be really uncomfortable. You know, if we're in that category, then I'd say we need to temper things down. But if she seems to recover pretty well, we're watching the the ambient temperature and it's not too hot out uh, for that level of activity, oh my gosh, my dogs will retrieve for an hour at a time um, as long as the conditions are right. 
right. So if she's enjoying it and seeming to physically hold up to that and not having a sore tail afterwards, then I don't see a problem with that. Okay. Well, we haven't gone to sore tail for... We discovered it two years ago, and we haven't gone back there. So, <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I mean, a dog is not happy if it's not waking its tail. Yes, yes. And, you know, my own Labrador has had swimmer's tail before, and it's a pathetic thing. And, you know, it's hard to imagine they can actually sprain their tail, but any muscle in our body, overuse it, and you'll feel the difference the next day. <laughs> so thank you for your call, Cindy, and thanks for tuning in to us here at Animal Radio. Thank you so much. This is Dr. Debbie. We're here for your call at one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable. Here's a dog tip for you. You're at a dog park. You don't like letting your dog off the leash. You're not certain if your dog will obey you when you call him. But what the heck? You feel bad. You want him to run free. So you let him go. Everything's going great till this one dog shows up and your dog takes off. You try calling him, but he pays no attention to you. Now think about it. What's your next step? Is it frustration? Yelling? Do you walk towards the dog? Mad? Body all tense? Already knowing as soon as you get close, he's going to run away? The only thing you can think of is you got to get him by that collar. Okay, let's stop and look at this. Your dog's not listening. He doesn't respect you. Dogs respond when you're secure and confident, calm, when you act like a pack leader. Now, providing your dog already understands what it means when you say come, if you can approach him calmly and put him in the submissive position below you, give him a correction right then and there, bad dog, put him on a leash, great. But if you can't catch him, (laughs) well, the odds are you're going to be frustrated. You got to fight that. Now, you probably shouldn't have let your dog off the leash because you knew to begin with he wouldn't listen to you he wouldn't come when you called but you did so the point is what do you do what's your response turn the opposite way and start walking now some dogs are not going to pay any attention and not care that you're gone but most dogs are going to notice because you're walking away from them the pack you're giving them no attention nothing so what do you do when your dog does approach reprimand them for not listening the first time heck no every time your dog comes to you without being called and is close to you praise him good boy because if you reprimand him when he comes to you he's never going to want to come to you. He's going to associate it with unpleasantness. Well, every time I go over there, I get yelled at. Instead of, every time I'm near that other dog, well, I get some attention. You correct them when they're doing what you don't want. You praise them when they're doing what you do want. And when they're calm, just laying there, that's when you give them attention. When they're jumping around like freaks before a walk or when you just come home, pay no attention to them. Till they mellow out. You can even say that. Mellow out. When he gives you that, you praise him. Teaching your dog to be mellow and calm, that's the way to go. That's when you give attention. This is Animal Radio, baby. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Canadian man now has to pick up his mail at the post office. Canada's postal system has stopped delivering his mail after a carrier was scared away from his door by what she described as a very threatening cat. John Samborski says his eight-year-old declawed black cat named Shadow is gentle and calls the whole situation ridiculous. He told the local paper that Shadow likes to eat, sleep, and cuddle. You could drop a bomb on him and he'd just open one eye, take a look, then close them and go back to sleep. A Canada Post spokeswoman said she hoped for an amicable solution to its dispute with the cat owner, but also added that the carrier who delivered the mail to the house was brought up on a farm and very comfortable with all animals, just not this cat. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. 
this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever, you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. This is Animal Radio, baby. Oh, my gosh. It's dueling squeaky toys. It's, it's my Brett Michaels boots. Oh, isn't that cool? Oh. <laughs> Boss is very much in love with this already. <laughs> This is, they, they are amazing accessories brought to us by PetSmart and Brett, Brett Michaels. And uh, we're going to have something to give away in just a few minutes with Brett Michaels. They've given us a whole bunch of this. Ladybug's wearing the uh, VIP Maybe. shirt today, which yes. is cool with the little frills. She looks like a little backstage dog. <laughs> they have the little bus. What did you think of the bus there? You like that bus with the little toys inside? I do. Inside? Yeah, with all the little like fans in the bus that they can <laughs> pull out pull and chew on. Yeah, that's very cool. But yeah, no, I, I especially dig this this boot because it's boss runs around squeezing it, and it kind of reminds me of those shoes that little kids have where they squeak when they run. Drives <laughs> 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 my husband crazy. <laughs> I have no opinion, but uh, could you give me my tea, please, Hale? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, by the way, you can send us your emails at yourvoice at animalradio.com or Facebook us at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio. And uh, this one, uh, I don't know who this comes from. This came off, uh, this was a Twitter. It says, what do you do if your dog and you suddenly get attacked by off-leashed neighbor's dog? Oh, my gosh. This has really got me. Let me take my sip of my tea. Okay, give him his. Is that really tea, by the way? I've been yeah. mad Someone just tweeted yeah. us. They wanted to know if that's really tea or if that's vodka. It's a green tea. It's green I'm, tea. I'm going, in, yeah, I'm going to, the, to the Japanese store, and I'm buying the green tea, and it's a whole procedure. The temperature needs to be no more can than I have a sip? 70. Yeah, you can. 70 degree, and it's really green. Let me also take care of oh, Is that your phone? When Vladi is annoying, I, I drop a little dog tranquilizer oh. in there, too. <laughs> Vladi, by the way, is stopping this multi-million dollar station to uh, answer the phone. Here is iPhone. Yes, I'm on Animal Radio right now, and I will call you. I know you have emergency. I, I know that. Just uh, hold on one second, please. Not hold second. Probably. Somebody off. Yeah, yeah. So okay. hold on one second. So, uh, what you, I already had the tea. I already replied to my iPhone. Yes. I want to bring it. So now we're ready to answer the question. Would you like me now to repeat the question? I can repeat it for you. <laughs> go, go ahead. Uh, what do you do if your dog and you suddenly get attacked by the off-leashed neighbor's dog? Okay. You need to do two things. Number one, um, like a lick, the <laughs> ruins, any, any damage if something happened, of course, needs to take care of the vet. But if it not, you believe it or not, you need to go back to the dog park and you need to meet the nice dogs immediately. Oh. So the dog would not traumatize ah. mentally. I would do profiling. I would go to the dog park and like KGB, I'm going to look how the dog's playing. I would pick up the searching breeds. I always suggest the people laps and goldens, um, those Democrats, dogs. I mean, they love everyone, think everyone is a good guy, approach to them and let their dogs 
re-socialize, replay to show this is not the bad things to be around the dogs. That would be number one choice. And number two choice, excuse me, number two suggestion, the next time, every time when you take your dog outside, you must be armed. You need to have something in your hand so when the another dog jump to the fight or something attack your dog, you could protect your dog because your dog is on a leash. I'm going to take a and guess at what you need to be armed with, okay? I'm thinking it's the pet convincer. It is the pet convincer oh, see, be- yeah, because it's a very safe and humane way of getting another dogs away from you. As a matter of fact, many, many clients send us email and tell how that device saved their dogs, not live, but basically from tra- traumatizing them. Mm, okay. We actually just got another one. Can you answer another one? Judy says we have sure. two of them? Yes, we sure. have two. Okay. Well, nobody's calling me. Go ahead. Okay. Well, we'll go back to the phones. I think that there's something wrong with the phones because Judy just picked up and there's no dial tone, so we'll figure it out in just a second. Uh, but keep calling at one 405 This is another tweet. Somebody wants to know how to teach your dog how to carry a purse. I don't know what inspired this, but I'd like to know myself. How, how <laughs> maybe do you they're teach your handicapped dog? or something. Okay, maybe they are handicapped. Okay. This is not my specialty. Of course, my business, former business partner from Michigan would be awesome to address this question. That's what she've done for a living for many, many years. The way how she explained to me that first, you're teaching the dog to hold uh, hold objects. You start. With, you start with something the dogs likes, like a stick, like a <laughs> tennis ball. You give it to the dog and say, "Hold." You can put it with peanut butter even, so the dog would be enjoying that holding. If a dog drop it, ah ah ah, open her mouth, put it in, gently hold it, and say, "Hold." At least a few seconds, the dog hold, take it off, give her treats. After many, many times in repetition, the dog will hold on the command. And after you can substitute that items for any items. The, 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 by using this method, you can teach your dog to hold steak, purse, bottle of vodka, whatever comes first. <laughs> That's a good tip. That is a good tip. one 405 8405 And this portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Kensington Books. When homicide hits her suburban Connecticut hometown, Melanie Travis and her pedigree poodles are back on the case in Bite Club. Cozy up with your furry friend and see if you can figure out who the real killer is. Bite Club by Lorian Berenson is available everywhere books are sold. And you can learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio. Uh, Stacy, what are you working on? Uh, Tori Spelling sleeps with a pig. And no, it's not her <laughs> husband or even an ex-husband. It's a real pig. I'll tell you about it. I like Tori. <laughs> She's a little nutty, right? I don't Maybe like not. sleep with the pig. I'll tell you more about it coming up on Animal Radio News. That's all on the way right here. Joey, what are you working on for today's show? Do you, do you know how to brush your dog, Hal? I thought I knew how to brush a dog. I guess well, you're going to well, tell no, me no, that no, I don't no. know you, how to you, brush you a don't. dog. You don't know how to brush your dog, and that's why you need to listen. Okay? You need to listen very, very closely, and I'm going to teach you. Okay. Also on the show today, we're going to talk about this whole thing in San Francisco. They are planning on reducing the panhandling problem by giving the homeless dogs to take care of, which is kind of a controversial issue. Do you give homeless people dogs to take care of? Will it? He uh, can't take care of himself. I why, 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 you know, I mean, I, I don't like the, I don't, I don't like the whole thing. I'm angry. 
People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brett Michaels has uh, shared some challenges of designing his pet product. Yep, Brett Michaels admits that some of the ideas he had for his line of pet accessories didn't actually pan out. The poison front man told people that he came up with a dog bed adorned with metal studs. Well, the singer says he really wanted to include that in his pet rock collection, but he realized pretty quick that it's got a few safety issues. Michael explains that while his goal is to create unique and original products, he also understands that they also have to be practical. The rocker added that he did his own product testing, trying out all the merchandise on his own dogs. The first installment of the Brett Michaels Pet Rock Collection is available at PetSmart locations right now. Well, there's a painting elephant that's uh, creating quite a bit of a stir. One elephant in the Czech Republic is earning her keep and helping other elephants at the same time. The Prague Post says Shanti, a 36-year-old Indian elephant, is developing a reputation as a painter. There's a few of these elephants that do this. Uh, Her caretaker at the Prague Zoo says it took Shanti a couple weeks to figure out how to hold a paintbrush and a couple of months to learn how to paint, but now she'll complete a work of art in 15 to 20 minutes. And there's an interest in her work, original sell for more than $1,700 reproductions. They go for over $90. Not so bad if you're an elephant. That's a good job to have. Money raised through Shanti's paintings are going to an elephant sanctuary in Sri Lanka. Meanwhile, Shanti's getting some new digs as well. The Prague Zoo is currently constructing a new elephant pavilion, thanks to Shanti. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. It's damn hot out there in most of the country. And uh, actually in the Central Coast, it's nice and cool. But if you if you have a dog and it's outside, or a cat, or an iguana, or a flamingo, if it's outside, please take care of it. Some great ideas over at the Facebook page. How to cool your pup down with a big, giant ice cube and their toys inside. Uh, over at our Facebook page at animal, excuse me, facebook.com slash animal radio. You're dealing with a lot of heat stroke and all kinds of crap over at the office, aren't you, Doc? Yeah, you know, and but the whole country is definitely dealing with this right now. In, in the desert, we have the extreme heat, but, you know, even with 80, 90 degrees add in humidity, it really can get very deadly for pets. And we just had a uh, household of chinchillas that all passed away because the air conditioning went out in the oh, home and they were, wow. um, you know, left for a few days. And, and normally these oh critters gosh. do great um, on their own. But so if you, if you do have pets that you're leaving at home, like cats, and you're going to be away, you want to have someone checking in on those babies just in, in some horrible scenario something like this happens um, but yeah so it, it's always a good time in summertime we need to talk about heat safety with pets and keeping them indoors if you can but if not you really need to be aware of your own pets unique problems we've talked about brachycephalic dogs oh, yeah. you know dogs with a smushy face they don't breathe good on a good day so we, we, we want to make sure that they're not put in those environments where they may have extra troubles cooling themselves and young older pets all of those have definitely um, extra problems with heat stroke we just got an email here kind of a de- depressing email it's uh, who does it come from Bob Bob is all I know Bob 
He says, I used to use frontline flea control on my three cats, but I found it ineffective in about February. I read stuff online that frontline had changed their formula. Uh, he went to his local store and he asked about flea control and he was told to use sentry prescriptions by sergeants, which he did. He has the original package, one vial of solution left. He put the other two, one on his three-year-old black male cat, Frisky. And in the morning when he came home from work, he found him dead in a pool of blood. And then Frisky had some other skin problems. He was a stray, so he didn't make the connection to the flea treatment. Uh, But on Friday night, he applied another vial from the same box to his cat, Snowball, another two-year-old. A female stray and found her dead the following morning. Snowball was in excellent health prior, and the treatment would have been about 34 days from the previous treatment. He wants to know if he has any recourse against Sergeant Pet Products. Well, the first thing we talk about with flea tick products is, one, you want to use a product with the direction of your veterinarian. There are some over-the-counter products um, out there that can be actually very dangerous, particularly for cats. Um, So if you apply a dog-appropriate product onto a cat, it can kill them. Um, There's such a big disparity in the percentages of a lot of the uh, components. For example, in in permethrin, one of the common ingredients in cat and and dog flea medications, they may only take 1% or less, which is on the cat products. A dog product can contain 45 to 65%. So it isn't hard to see how the cats can have a sensitivity. They just don't tolerate it the same way. So that's the first thing. Always make sure the product is for dog versus cat. Um, and, and definitely, you know, I think using veterinary recommended brands is going to be the first thing that I can say, just to make sure we're using the best thing that we can for your pet's individual needs there. I know people will take their dog or, you know, they may only have dog prescription or they may have one that's for an animal that weighs more and they'll say, okay, I'll just use half a vial on the animal. And that's also dangerous, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, you don't want to cookbook it. You don't want to eyeball it and kind of guess. Um, And and similarly, this crosses over to, you know, I have a lot of people that email and say, hey, doc, you know, I'm using these horse dewormers for my dog and cat. Um, How much do I give? You know, I, I just don't recommend that. Why experiment with something? for a species that's 10 times the size. Use something that's appropriate for your pet size and weight. And and the other thing with that is with cats. So you apply a flea tick product to your dog. We have to be aware that cats that share the close proximity to dogs can groom that product or ingest it off of a dog that's recently been Ah. treated. So you want to separate the dogs and the cats while the dog is drying with their product. Um, So that's very important. How long does that take? A, oh, a couple hours, generally. Yeah. I mean, some of these are kind of a greasy, oily product, um, but I generally would say the day of, I just kind of separate the kitties from the dogs. And I have a very strong opinion about this. Uh, I'm not sure about cats. Like Everyone who's listening to Animal Radio knows I'm not an uh, expert on that topic. And when I try to correct the cat's behavior, I always get uh, picked by, you know, yelled by Dr. Davy. But so I'm not <laughs> going to talk about the cats. But regarding to the dogs, uh, and it's my personal opinion, I honestly never used any flea products for the Mika and for my dogs before Mika. Uh, I use the old-fashioned Russian way, which would be natural way. I always adding to her food nutritional yeast and garlic powder, not Dr. Onion powder. Don't look at me like this. Garlic well, even is garlic okay. is in the same family as onion, so you still mm. potentially can have a problem. It's in the it, same family. Potentially in the huge quantity, but the garlic is uh, not the onion. And I'm adding, and there is a many products on the market I 
probably that's proven to be safety when they combine garlic and yeast powder as the flea prevention for dogs. And on top of that, every week I'm just spraying on her citric special, like aromatherapy with the citric oils. And, you know, we're doing just well. But it's my personal choice. Consult your veterinarian before you do anything like I do. What about Bob here? What about Bob? Wasn't there a movie? What about yeah, Bob? Well, Does he have recourse and what should he do? Well, it kind of depends. You know, if he used the product appropriately to what it was labeled, um, then absolutely. Um, if it's been used in a different manner, then I think all of those uh, kind of guarantees are going to be off there. But what he can do is he can contact the EPA and the FDA. They're both kind of jointly look after... Um, the pesticides and flea treatment. So they have influence on that. So that would be one thing. The other is to definitely file a formal complaint with the product company. And that that's something that, you know, rather than go to the Internet and start bashing folks, you want to file their proper recourse with these things. And, and really, and even see your veterinarian, because in many cases, veterinarians can file um, an additional form of a veterinary pesticide information complaint form. And this is another way that this gets on record and gets on file and, um, you know, can go into you know, if there's an overwhelming um, proportion of uh, side effects with some of these products, then um, they look at that. Okay. Your voice at AnimalRadio.com, or you can tweet us at Animal Radio or Facebook us at Animal Radio, or just call us the old-fashioned way, 1-866-405-8405. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, Brett Michaels, and this portion of Animal Radio is a is brought to you by Pets Day. <laughs> It's a, I'm a little distracted, as you can tell. It's a unique program for guests and their four-legged friends available at Flamingo, Bally's, and Harris Resorts in Las Vegas. Pet Day includes the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat, dog treats, and even a specialty room service menu. You can find out more details at Caesars.com slash Las Vegas. And this week, actually, at the... Uh at the Imperial Palace. Come on, Hal. Put yourself together. In the Human Nature Theater, Sylvia Brown. She is the world-renowned psychic and spiritual teacher. You've seen her on... Uh, seen her on a lot of talk shows. A lot of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, I'll hold up her picture. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of is an <laughs> antidote for the uh, the nudity in the room right now. <laughs> Can I'm we sorry. do the picture together, Dr. Davey? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to get a picture? For memory. Just uh, for posterity. Here, let me get in the picture. Hold on. You get the camera. Judy, get that bucket of water over there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to get the hose in here. Okay, okay. okay. Let me me hug you a little bit. Uh, While they're getting there. Come on, Mika, 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 come on here. Uh, Okay, okay. Oh, Mika has to be in the picture. Yeah, Judy, uh, I don't need you to be close. You can stay there with the side. Are we ready? Okay, smile. Smile. There you go. Okay. Okay, keep him away from me, please. Um, yeah, hold on one second. I'm just going to pull over so you don't hear the buzzing and the thing. Are, have sorry. you been driving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're in Vermont. Now. I could lose you at any moment. But what is it you want me to say? Wendy Malik, Animal Radio, Spay and Neuter. So, uh, hi, this is Wendy Malik. Okay, listening to Animal okay, Radio. I got it. Okay. okay. Hi, this is Wendy Malik on the Animal Network. And don't forget to spay and neuter. Animal Radio. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, spay and neuter. I am the family dog, and it's that time of year again. The one where pet parents start looking for Fido-friendly hotels and destinations where Fido is welcome. Make no bones about it. Pets are part of the family, and we like to sniff out new places too. And we hate to be turned away, especially when we're on our best behavior. So we won't be left out in the cold. Be sure to pick up a copy of Fido-friendly magazine. 
To find the best hotels and destinations where Fido is always welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. I'm freezing without my shirt on. <laughs> you should put it back on. No, I don't want that. I don't want it. <laughs> to me, it's good like this. We have uh, all disrobed in the studio. Uh, Dr. Debbie disrobed because it was hot because Brett Michaels is joining us. Oh, well, why not? <laughs> and uh, we just, uh, we're doing it sort of just to show our appreciation for you taking your shirt off. We've taken our shirts off. And now, let, let's clarify for the, the listeners. I am not on natural right now. Yes. I am actually wearing other clothes. I've lost my <laughs> lab jacket. <laughs> it's uh, Thanks for clarifying that there. It's How you're blushing. We have to How you're so I'm sorry, you're I am so red. It's just for listeners because I have to tell you she doesn't have a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds scandalous that way. (laughs) Thank God this isn't on a webcam. You'll have to use your imagination on this one. You know, Ladybug the Studio stunt dog, occasionally, she's pretty well trained, but occasionally she gets frightened, and especially by like the mailman or some stranger comes to the house, she'll get, she'll. Roll around and a, pee on the floor. Plus, she doesn't like the riding in the car. <laughs> no, she doesn't like riding. She doesn't the, get car sick. She just doesn't like it. And so, when we got a hold of one of these thunder shirts, we uh, put it on. You know, we were. I got to tell you, we were a little bit skeptical at first. I mean, does this work? Mm-hmm. But I was blown away. This thing is amazing. And so we decided we'd call them up and say, "Hey, you guys want to be a sponsor?" As we do with all of our sponsors, we try all of their products first to make sure that they work. We would never tell you about a product that we do not believe in i welcome back to the show phil blizzard his name just brings it makes me much cooler today <laughs> he is the founder Hello, of thundershirt how are you doing today doing great for listeners that didn't hear last time you you created thundershirt for a need of your own really personal necessity give us the backstory if you will uh, I have a, she's now 12 years old, but ever since she was a puppy, I've got a 50-pound mutt, and she's always been afraid of thunder and fireworks. And uh, we did what most people do. We, we went and visited our veterinarians, and we visited our trainers. We tried drugs. We tried all kinds of different training programs, but, but, but nothing was working for, for a lot of different reasons. And finally, a, a friend of the family suggested putting on a, a tight wrap. And what did and, you think uh, when they said that? Did you think perhaps they had been drinking too much? What, what? Ex- exactly right. I'm, I'm an engineer by background, so I tend to like to have a, a good idea of why something might work, and it sounded absolutely ridiculous to me. You know, why, why is it, what effectively a tight shirt? Why, why is that going to help my, my dog's fear of noises? Uh, we actually didn't do anything with that information for a while until one night, uh, we, we get a lot of storms in, in, during the night here in North Carolina, and I, I woke up with my 50-pound dog standing on my chest, as was the case <laughs> in most thunderstorms at, at night, and uh, my, my wife said, we're trying this thing. We, we grabbed, grabbed an old t-shirt and some packing tape we, we wrestled it on to, to our dog, wrapped it around with the packing tape to, to create the pressure around the chest, and it was like flipping a switch. And wow. so we, we, we were believers from then on. And so you've created – yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, doctor. No, no, I just have a, um, just a great um, example of using it. Probably you never even knew that's a possible to use, and maybe you did. So I suggest that one of my clients to sleep 
with a thunder shirt first. Don't put it under yourself, people. Oh. Just put it, yeah, under your arm. And they slept. It was that dog. Oh, excuse me. Not that the dog. It was that thunder shirt. And in the morning, because the dog has a little bit of separation anxiety problem, they put it on the dog. And you know what? It works much better than without sleeping. Oh. You know, it was that problem. Yeah, that yeah. smell is what you're saying. Yeah, together. Smell and comfort zone, which, uh, you know, it's like a double punch approach. Now, it's great for, I guess, not only noise anxiety, but uh, separation anxiety. Uh, if you travel with your dog, it's great for traveling. If you crate them, if they, they bark, what else is it good for? Fear from fear, fear from the husband. Yeah, fear from the husband. <laughs> yeah, it is. Believe it or not, yeah. it is. The easiest way to think about it is so it just applies this pressure around the torso of the dog, and this pressure has a great calming effect for most dogs. So, so anytime calming can have a benefit, a thunder shirt may have a benefit, and obviously that, that fits into a lot of situations. Well, I'm so glad you created it because I'd hate to have to use packing tape every time. Yeah, that would. Yeah, as you get old, yeah, yeah. Now, what's, when the hell is when the hell is late, uh, or or he's expecting you to cook and uh, he's hungry, you probably need to put it on him too, you know, to come him down. <laughs> Well, that would go around his mouth, well, but that's I, another story. Now I get that, though, because, you know, as, as children, we're coddled by our mother and we're held closely. You swaddle an infant. Yeah. Yeah. Swaddle, not coddle. Coddle, I'm sorry. <laughs> swaddle, what is it? Sweat, sweat, sweat. I don't know. I know that word. Swaddle means you wrap a baby tightly. Notice it's the guys oh in the room that are the idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I understand that you put this together for the cat now, and it's working for cats? Yep, same thing. Thundershirt for cats, so just uh, uh, re- redesigned to, to fit on a cat well to apply the same pressure around the torso of a cat, and, and we're seeing outstanding results with that as well. Uh, surprisingly, noise anxiety is actually a pretty big problem with cats. We just did a big uh, survey of over a 1,000 cat owners across the country to understand what the issues are in the cat population, and, and noise anxieties are almost as common as for dogs. And, but the biggest problem with cats are, are vet visits. Uh, it's over over half of cats have oh, yeah. real issues with the whole vet process, whether it's getting into the crate or traveling in the car or, or the actual procedures. Uh, so, and we're seeing really wonderful results with with help keeping cats calm through that whole process. And I'd like- hey, that's something we got to vet subsidize here because I have a big cut across my hand today that I could tell you oh, about. No. So, anything we can do to calm cats coming into the office, I'm I, I cannot believe the cats can be afraid of you, Doctor Davey. You know, especially. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And their owners, too, especially if the way you are, look sl- right now yes. to me. I can't even watch you. Well, I so have to put the thunder shirt on, on the him. <laughs> you have to put thunder shirt, yeah, because you took your real shirt off. Put at least uh, thunder shirt off. Well, I have Please, two cats that can benefit from this. Oh, I yeah, have, Nike. Well, I, Nike, he's afraid of actual thunderstorms. He runs under the bed. But I have Ooh. another cat. Uh-oh. Anybody makes a little sound in the room or something, and she just jumps. You know what? You should you should take ladybugs. I bet ladybugs would fit on Nike. On Nike, see yes. If it, see if it works there. Okay. Yes. Mr. Blizzard, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. More Animal Radio on the way. This is Animal Radio, baby. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. The 2020 BMW X6 crossover is getting a major design makeover. The midside sports activity vehicle is keeping the steeply raked coupe-like roof line that separates it from the more classic utility vehicle. The X6 stays close to the design of the outgoing model, but is larger in almost all exterior and interior dimensions. It comes with a 4.4-liter twin-turbocharged engine and bumps the horsepower up to 523. For your new X6, go to OurAutoExpert.com. 
Our auto expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks, and now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Our season of stars continues today with singer Brett Michaels. What is he doing animal-wise? Well, he has a brand new accessory line of, well, clothing and toys and all kinds of stuff for dogs. Great stuff. Bowls, everything. In fact, Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog is actually wearing one of his shirts right now. He's wearing a little, a little hoodie. It is a little hoodie. It yes. looks like a sweatshirt. Yes, with little lace yeah, on the sleeves. Yeah, it's very cool. It yes. is. Very cool stuff. We're going to give it away today. In fact, we got all kinds of great Brett Michaels accessories to give away when he comes on in just a few minutes here. Uh, let's see. Also today, well, let's let's find out what Stacy's working Stacy, what are you working on? Well, everybody's an artist these days, including an elephant. And I'll tell you what, this elephant gets a hefty price for his paintings, about 1700 bucks a shot. Huh. I'll tell you who you could be jealous of. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I can't wait for that. It is hot out across most of the country. Well, uh, not along the coast here where we are. Joey, aren't you glad you don't live in Jersey anymore? Where I think it's like 101 it's, today. It's brutal. It's brutal in New Jersey. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this, is, this is great. Much cooler here. Let's but call everyone and laugh. <laughs> if you happen to live in Jersey or any of these hot states, make sure that your animals are well taken care of. Your dogs. We have a great idea, by the way, over at the Facebook page. Uh, sort of like a giant size ice cube. You put all their toys into a giant size ice cube, little bullion, like chicken bullion or beef bullion in there and freeze that in the freezer. And they have to lick it to get to their toys. How they cool is that? All the instructions. Okay over at the website. I'm going to do it with my toys. Yeah. With your toys? Your very own toys? Yes. Lick your own toys? Yes, I'm going to lick my own toys. I wonder if their tongues get stuck to it like they do. You know, they show the kids with flagpoles and stuff. I wonder if yeah. their, tongue, their tongue will get stuck to the well, big ice cube. You know they sweat through their, like their pads of their feet. So uh -huh. there's rumors that eating ice cubes is not good for dogs, but this is not an ice cube. This is kind really? of a lick treat. So it won't harm them. All the, all the information over at our Facebook page which is growing by leaps and bounds, facebook.com slash animal radio. You know, I'm just reading in the paper today. There's a brand new survey out. What kind of dog should you use if your intent is to go out to the dog park and meet a gal or meet a guy? Because get a date. A lot of us, we use our animals to get dates and meet people. I mean, let's date face bait. it. It is, it is date bait. Uh -huh. And according to the survey, the top breed to attract men is golden retrievers followed by Labrador Retrievers and Chihuahuas, uh, and then Poodles and Beagles. I could, yes? I could see Chihuahuas. Um, the other dogs, I'm surprised. But Chihuahuas, I definitely could see. Now, these are dogs yeah. girls should you know, have I'm to attract men? No, I'm just vice versa. I'm surprised uh, you know, by your assumption about the Chihuahua needs to surprise anyone. No, I am for Labs and Goldens. They're Democrats. I like them. Well, you know why guys yeah. are attracted to girls who have Chihuahuas? Why? Because they think they're dumb and easy. Yep, this is true. This, According <laughs> to the survey, this That's is true. That's what it says. Yes. I'm just reading it. They will feel sorry about this. Yeah, because they too are going to snap in the ass. My kind of woman, except for my wife, of course, you know, dumb and easy, you know. <laughs> now, for women, the top breed dog to attract men, attract them to men, 
Uh, this is women. This is what you use to attract a good man. Is a German Shepherd followed <laughs> followed by Golden Retrievers, Labrador Retrievers, Huskies, and French Bulldogs. So that's what German the Shepherd makes the mark. My German Shepherd tells about something. So you're you serious. See, I, you're, I don't know. You're loyal. I was, the French Bulldog. I could say yes. You know. I mean. Why? I mean, no, I, I, hold on, hold on. The German Shepherd. Yeah, I know. But see, you're a dog person like me. But the average person, you look at them, it's a little bit unique. You know, everyone who sees Labs and Goldens, you know, I stay away from Why them. not ugly the American Mastiff? What's that? <laughs> Why not ugly American Mastiff? Why not that? No, I would, we didn't say Mastiff. Did you say Mastiff? No, the Mastiff's not in there. No, that's what I'm asking. If you tell me that the French uh, Frenches would like to bark to I, 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 I agree with you. I absolutely agree. A Mastiff would, 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 would work, would definitely work, but Labs and Goldens to me wouldn't work. German Shepherd would work. If it's a good-looking German Shepherd, absolutely um, an attractive dog. Like me. The, the other ones, I don't know. I just, now, now, what know, do you just... think girls think about guys that have pit bulls? What do you think that sends a message to a girl? Nah, it's 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 you know what? It's ghetto. Ghetto. It's ghetto. Uh, yeah, they, that's what I. That's what I think. It's 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 it's, yeah, it's ghetto. It's it's, I it's, kind it's, of it's overplayed. For my it's overplayed. But you know what, well, women? You tell me. You're, you know, you're a woman. Yeah, you you're wait. a woman. What what would you go for? Well, according to the survey, women think that they're slimy. Pit bulls are slimy. No, owners, oh. guys that have pit bulls, they're not oh, attracted they're to guys that, who have pit bulls because they oh. think they're And it's slimy. a shame because it's a great breed, but but yeah, you're right, and it's I could see that. Getchy. They don't trust that. a man with a pit bull. Well, what kind of because, dog? Because you can, you can trust the man as much as you can trust pit bull. I would I would put this way because the man and pit bull has a two the same assets. They can uh, lick and bite. They can attack without warning and. Um, you know, I guess yeah, a genetic trend. <laughs> but a guy who has a pit bull, he, he's like trying to make a statement. He's lacking somewhere personally, so he has to have that dog to make up I for. agree. I, mean, I agree. People getting, uh, it comes to what I am uh, basically preaching all the time. People getting dogs as a reflection of their own personality. Yeah, or what they want to be. Yeah, what they want to be. But sometimes it is just, uh, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit repolishing what they are already, but it's still a lot of similarities, you know. Um, so, opposite attracts. So, let's say if the guy has a German shopper, uh the best match for him would be the lady who has a golden or lap, because stupid lap and uh, smart German shopper... <laughs> So we, we call the stupid lab because, you know, this is not there, not stupid. But the lab is just everyone comes, comes, hey, have a cooking, American cheese. They're going to follow you. They can jump in the van with the closed door and look back and say, oh, I thought it's all, it was closed, open, excuse me. My Mika, look at this. Uh, I would German shower, would never do that. But anyway, I love labs. As a matter of fact, I have one in my house right now. But it's a great combination. Look, shoppers and labs never fight. They never fight. I haven't seen any, any one family who they were fighting. They're not threat each other. they supplementation. What kind of dog would you want to see a man with? Um, I guess personally, I think a guy that takes care of a small dog oh. and is not afraid to have a small dog because of his manhood, that I find that very attractive. A big guy with a little dog. I'm personally see, attracted what to is your I'm, a big guy with, I'm a big guy with four little dogs. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> what is your best, uh, Joe, what is your best uh, cho cho uh, choice for the general public for the small dog? And I will tell you my choice. And you know, I will be right. So go ahead. <laughs> you know, with a small, um, with a small dog... 
You know, that's that's a tough that's that's too tough because it not really, tough. really goes with the person. It well no, because it definitely goes with the person's personality. I'm a terrier. No, so I know, I, but so I'm I, I I like terriers, but but okay, oh my small gosh. dog, small dog, small dog, um why general, uh, I'll tell oh you what, what, what we'll take a quick okay. break and as soon as we come back we'll find out what Vladi thinks. <laughs> now, I I think he's missing the point on this here. It's all about finding women or dates or something like that, but he he'll tell you what dog He's married. You know, he's not in that train of mind right now. one 405 This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You could learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Kibble with today's dog tip. I know he just did it because he can feel the tension. That's my sister-in-law. She's living in the house with her in-laws, and there is a lot of anxiety and tension going on. So the dog jumped up on the in-laws' bed and went to the bathroom. Trying to help them find how to clean it. There are several reasons why dogs, especially adult ones, go to the bathroom in the house in anxiety. Well, that's one of them. And it can be caused by a sudden change in a dog's environment. Adding another pet to your house is another reason, even a baby. And to stop it, you kind of got to give your dog a refresher course. Do it the same way as when your dog was a puppy. You start with confinement. That means when you're not there ready to give your dog 100% of your attention, keep them confined. Best place is in a crate. I remember in a past dog tip, we talked about how important structure is to your dog. So you make sure you have a schedule. You take your dog outside the same times every day. Adults can hold it in for a pretty long time. So set a schedule and stick to it every single day. The third step is reward. Reward's really important in a dog's life. Every time your dog's doing something that you want him to do, you give him a reward. If this is all starting to sound like techniques you'd use to raise your husband... Well, yeah, it is very similar. Let's talk about what a reward is. It could be a treat, or it just could be verbal praise. Oh, good dog, or both. And you can also give your dog a nice scratch under the chin. Praise is a really powerful tool. Remember, your dog wants to please you. You just have to help show him how. When you use praise, your dog is going to want to go to the bathroom outside in the right place. Here's the last thing to remember, consistency. That's probably the most important thing to remember. You want to set your dog up to succeed, not to fail. And consistency is the easiest way to do that. It's the key to your dog's success. And it's a byproduct to giving your dog confidence. Confidence in knowing he's doing the right thing. He's doing exactly what you want him to do. So be consistent, stick with your plan, and you're going to see fast results. The more consistent you are, the faster your dog's going to learn anything, including going to the bathroom outside. Oh boy, I think your husband had a little accident. Yeah, his boss is still his wife. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, Butterscotch, a 14-year-old tabby, started out his life living on the streets of South Burlington, Vermont. But now he spends his day at a posh hotel, often sleeping on a leather chair in front of a fireplace. Patrick Benner adopted Butterscotch from the Humane Society eight years ago and was surprised to learn what his cat was up to. According to the staff at Hawthorne Suites, Butterscotch shows up every day at 7 a.m. and leaves at 6, almost like he's coming in for work. He sometimes lounges on the front desk or escorts the new arrivals with their bags. 
Luckily, it's a pet-friendly hotel. Repeat guests sometimes ask if that cat's still there when they make reservations. And Butterscotch frequently gets high marks on guest comment cards. Owner Benner says he believes Butterscotch must have lived the high life in one of his past cat lives. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Oh, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. You'll roll over with joy for Bike Club, the new Melanie Travis canine mystery by award-winning author Lorian Berenson. Amateur sleuth and proud parent of prize-winning poodles, Melanie Travis has a new book club catering to fans of crime fiction. That means when homicide hits her suburban town, this time she has a whole pack of mystery-solving pals to help her collar the killer. Dog lovers won't want to miss this light-hearted, playful caper. Bike Club is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. And your dream team has all disrobed. I hope it's it's not hot where you are. If it is, please take care of your animals. A big show today, Brett Michaels is going to be joining us. That's why it's so damn hot in the studio. And uh, Brett Michaels has his accessory line for pets. So uh, we're all very excited about that. That's coming up this hour. Here on Animal Radio. We've just learned in the last hour, if you were not here with us, uh, where is that? Oh, if you want a dog to meet a woman, the best dog is a Chihuahua or a Labrador Retriever or a Poodle or Beagle. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. I I like Poodle. You, You do like Poodles. Yeah, I like it. I myself would have a poodle now that such factor involves the man owning poodle. Yeah. I would never get that, Vladi. I just don't picture it. Are you going to, like, foof its hair and put bows I, in it and all that? They're smart. It's like if you if you dealt with the graduate of the Harvard, you know, if you had chance to talk to the people who graduate Harvard University, that would be for me poodle. <laughs> if you want to meet a man, the best dog is a German Shepherd. Followed by golden retrievers, Labrador retrievers, huskies, see? and French bulldogs. See, the woman should have a big dog yeah. to attract a man, and a man should have a small dog to attract a woman. When I see a woman, uh, I want a small dog because I know I don't have a big personality to overcome. You know, like a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. You don't have anything to prove. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it has nothing kind of to very prove. Nothing to prove. Yes. No. He has okay. nothing. Uh, let's okay. see. Let the Dr. David check what he can prove or not. <laughs> no, I think we should all Stay put our clothes back on, by the way. Yeah, it's getting a little too hot in the studio. Outside, maybe another thing. Uh, let's uh, hit the phones, one 405 8405 Welcome to the show, Linda. Hello. Where are you calling from? Hi, um, I'm calling from Torrance, uh, La- California. Los Angeles area. What's yes, going on? Yes. I have Dr. Debbie right here. Uh, yes, um, I have a 13-year-old chihuahua named Daisy, and she is beginning to have gum problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had non-anesthetic cleaning done for her in the last two years as she's getting oh. older, uh, oh. being concerned, you know, about putting her under anesthetic. And But her yeah. gums, uh, she's had extractions previously, too, when she was younger because her teeth uh, had problems. But now um, her breath is getting really strong. Okay, just calm down, doctor. Just calm down. Uh, she, she's all red I'm right trying. now. As oh. soon as you said, as soon as you said, 
And I, I wanted to know, you know, what is a home remedy that is good to really maintain her gums? She has a little bit of bleeding. If I clean it regularly, um, I use a little bit of peroxide and water, but um, someone told me about the salt water rinse with some baking soda. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have to back up because, hell yeah, he saw me kind of popping my top over here. Um, as far as with non-anesthetic dental cleanings, all I can say is this is one of the biggest biggest hoaxes that people think they're doing some good for their pets, and mm-hmm. they are not. Um, if a non-anesthetic dental cleaning is done, basically mm-hmm. you get a better feel that, wow, mm-hmm. I've done something for my dog because there's yes. tartar that's chipped off the teeth. Yes. But the reality is that does nothing for the true dental disease, which which lies under the gum line, which is where periodontal disease really brews. So when you talk about odor and you talk about bleeding gums, those Mm -hmm. are hallmark signs of Mm. periodontal disease. So Mm -hmm. I I never recommend people to do awake dental cleanings. In many cases... Yeah, in many cases, if these are done at grooming parlors or pet events, they're done by non-licensed personnel. So it's kind of the equivalent of uh, going to your hairdresser and asking her to do an eye lift for you or doing Botox. uh So, uh And truly, in my eyes, this is um, jeopardizing the safety of a lot of pets um, um, because you are missing out on those opportunities to really intervene and do some good to try to turn around that dental uh, Mm -hmm. status there. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on an older pet being under anesthetic? You know, it really depends on the individual. I, um, I'm i a very cautious uh, practitioner, I can tell you that. But mm-hmm. when I have an older pet and we have advanced dental disease, I look at the pet as a whole. So I look yes. to see are there other un- ongoing problems, other health problems going on that might pose an extra risk. But if we mm-hmm. just have an old dog with bad teeth, mm-hmm. that is um, not a reason why I will not do a dental cleaning. And I've done dental cleanings, extractions on pets that have horrendous mouths because people are afraid to address that when we have an older pet. Really? That fear fear alone is just jeopardizing your pet's safety because we're Mm -hmm. ignoring that bacterial film, all those negative products that are through the blood system affecting other organs. And it's swallowing it. Oh, like she's swallowing all the bacteria every day swallowing but it goes through the blood system and we know dogs with dental disease can also have heart uh, heart murmurs, heart disease because that bacteria travels to the heart can cause kidney problems liver problems all sorts of things i could go on and on but kind of going back to your your question um you know if i had your pet here and i was examining them um if all we found was dental disease and an old baby um i would consider it um especially if we've got a lot going on in that mouth and there are many dogs that once we address a really nasty rotten mouth Mm -hmm. deal with that extract the rotten teeth get them on antibiotics get things healed up and many times they'll feel better you'll notice they have more pep in their step and then we have an overall healthier pet Mm -hmm. so um there Mm -hmm. is some value to that now some of the things you asked about what you can do at home um, the number the number one thing that pet Mm -hmm. owners can do to maintain your pet's health Mm -hmm. is brush their teeth Okay. Um, okay. That is the best thing because that exercises the gums and it also helps to dislodge the bacteria and the plaque okay. products at the gum line. Now, if you got a lot of gunk in there already and there's bleeding gums, oh my God, don't do that because that's really? already an ouchy 
ouchy, painful oh. condition, and we need to intervene. Um, then once those teeth get cleaned, you can get on a real good regimen at home. And I, I usually don't recommend things like salt, uh, salt water. You know, it's just, uh, it can cause vomiting when they ingest enough of it. Yeah. There's so many other better products that we can use that are safe for pets because mm-hmm. anything you put in their mouth, they're going to swallow. So even like peroxide can cause nausea, vomiting. It can burn if they have mm-hmm. abraded gums. So, um, but there are some so what, good... What are some products that I I can use in, in the interim until I, I guess um, until you can make get that decision, decision to take her in. <laughs> <laughs> sure, um, you might check with your veterinarian. Yeah, puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog Ladybug uses the Brilliant Pad Self Cleaning Puppy Pad. We love how it handles number one and number two. It seals away the waste and replaces dirty pads for us. Brilliant Pad keeps our home clean and smelling fresh. All we do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And the process is fast and clean. In fact, Ladybug gives it five paws up. Learn more about it at BrilliantPad.com. Hi, everybody. This is Frankie Avalon, and I love animal radio. Keep listening. This is an animal radio news update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Tori Spelling has a passion for fashion, as we all know, and she's, of course, no stranger to donning chic vintage looks. She told Lucky Magazine that she's dressing one of her family members the same way. No, not her four-year-old daughter, Stella, but her pet chicken, Coco. She says, I call her a pocket chicken because she loves to be held and go places with me. Oh, wouldn't you like to be behind her in line? A silky bantam chicken, Coco has quite the wardrobe thanks to spelling and her crafting skills. She makes her outfits and she also has little caplets, she says. Coco isn't the only animal that roams around spelling's home. Along with McDermott and her kids Stella, Liam, five, and Hattie, eight months old, the family also has a pet pig named Hank, who spelling told E! News actually sleeps in bed with her and McDermott. Oh, that's just great. That is just wonderful. While it's not uncommon for a business to have security dogs on hand for protection, one toy warehouse in Britain is using a cat to safeguard the inventory. The UK's Orange News says Millie, a Bengal cat, was picked for the job in part for her climbing abilities and her loud purr. A spokesman for the warehouse says Millie has an important job as retailers are starting to place their holiday orders, but he believes that with Millie on the job, The toys are now very well protected. Millie's owner isn't surprised that the cat has been chosen to be a security guard, explaining that Millie has always had a very vigilant personality. Millie is being compensated with cat food and fish. Of course, that's what every security cat gets. An eight-year-old Chinese crested named Mugly is receiving the dubious honor of being the world's ugliest dog. Mugly took first place in the 24th World's Ugliest Dog Contest. Mugly is described as a rescue dog who does therapy work with kids. Owner Bev Nicholson brought the pooch from their home in Britain for the contest. Mugly beat out 29 other competitors. You know what? That is just not fair. The crested dogs are the ugliest dogs no matter what. They should not be allowed in the contest. Seriously. It, they're like one big mustache. That's all they have is the, the little hair around their head. Anyway, Mugly beat out 29 other competitors. The first place winner got a trophy and a $1,000 prize. And I think a bunch of dog biscuits, too. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hi, this is Joyce Stewart on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. 
Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Let's see. Uh, the season of stars continues. The ladies are a little bit of Twitter in the office today. <laughs> uh, Dr. Debbie especially. Yeah, and you know, I have, I, I'm have a pretty straightforward doctor type, but you know, I do have kind of a hard rock background, and I gotta say, I am a fan, Brad. Oh, there you go. It's it's always oh, the quiet ones. Hey, Brett Michaels, welcome to Animal Radio. Hey, thank you all for having me on, and I am glad that we're causing a good buzz and a Twitter between the office. <laughs> well, now tell me, uh, you have animals of your own. You have a couple of dogs, like two German Shepherds? Yeah, my, well, let me start with the present. I've got uh, Diesel, uh, Diesel and Phoenix. A male and female shepherd who I love, and and of course I have Marley and Harley the rats. Wow! And, uh, and, and we just yeah, and I've I've had you know my whole life. I said as far back as I can remember, and I don't even want to talk about the clothes. Then I'm talking about at five and six in my uh, flood plaid pants. Uh, I've got sexy with my first German shepherd dog named Tarkus Aurelicus. I don't, I don't know why I named him that, but anyway, Tark. And uh, I just was thinking, as, as I was doing these accessories and the, the whole collection, the whole PetSmart, the, the whole Pets Rock collection, how fun it is, because over the years I've made stuff, just being creative, I've just made stuff that I thought was fun to play with with my dogs. I've had Malamutes, I've had Huskies, but for the most part I've always had German Shepherds, but usually multiple dogs um, and cats and stuff like that, horses, of course. But it's just... You know, one of those things that people that like animals and love animals, and I say this in general, really love music, too, and it's a great combination. Have any of the animals ever been muses for your music? Yeah, as far as writing a song about them? Sure. Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm not going to say that I necessarily wrote a song about my dog just yet. I've written a couple songs about my daughters. I haven't written a song about but they have helped me. Uh, in my recovery when I was real sick a couple of years ago with the brain hemorrhage and all that stuff, I got to tell you, it's, it, it is truly one of these things where they bring a certain amount of not only unconditional love, but a certain amount of just patience and security to come with having an animal that you love and they'll lay there with you and hang out and they're your friend through thick and thin. You know, we talk to a lot of celebs who say they don't want animals with them because they travel too much and that, you know, it just it's wouldn't be fair, fair to for be them. leaving the animal all the time. But you take your animals with you? What, what, what's the deal there? Well, it's a call. I spend about nine months on the road, mm. but I have a ranch. And on the ranch, the, the animals are either with me or taking care of. But my kids are always with them. Like, it's, you know what I mean? They're never left alone. And I I sort of, I got to disagree with that a little bit. Because if you're out there traveling and doing stuff, you can make arrangements. I bring my dogs out for, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do about a three-day span. And, and you're on the tour bus. It's great. You can make it fun. But at the same time, when anytime you put an animal out of its environment, it's going to get a little excited. It's going to get, uh, you know, nervous. And and people that come around them don't know, especially when you have a German Shepherd who can be the friendliest animal ever. But a Shepherd, if, if it doesn't understand or gets a bad vibe, can also be an aggressive dog. And I think, you know, you, you've got to be very, I say use common sense. You don't, mm-hmm. people don't want to just come rushing up to you if you have two big Shepherds sitting there. You know, so you use common sense on how you bring them out and, and have fun with the animals. But I have no doubt travel with my pets, and there's tons of photos online of me with my huskies and shepherds and all of them on the road. Awesome. Speaking of uh, photos here, Brett, the other day I was just out <laughs> shopping, and I literally bumped into you. Um, I was at PetSmart, and there was that larger-than-life size uh, cutout of you, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
I got taken aback, but uh, I appreciate that. You're definitely she, an She actually lover. asked if she could take that cut out home <laughs> oh, with her. yes, yeah. she wanted it. They said that you actually stole it. Is that true? <laughs> it's missing. You, you stole the Sandy? Because if you did, I am totally honored. <laughs> well, you've teamed up with PetSmart for this new collection that you have. Tell the listeners a little bit about right. it. Very simple. Well, first of all, we'll start with the Sandy. They, what we did is I think they had the Sandy because we're doing a big contest with the fans. Um, the line's just called Brett. Michael's Pets Rock collection and PetSmart has been an unbelievably great, very interactive, proactive relationship I've had with them because I create all this stuff and like I said, I laugh. I'm a realist. I'm one of those guys that's a dreamer. I dream up these crazy ideas and I get creative and then I almost reel myself back in when I know it's getting ridiculous, but PetSmart has been great and we've made it fun. Like people, the first thing we did was a big photo contest uh-huh. and everyone was sending in pictures and, and then we pick out a winner and they get that we fly them out. They come on the road. You know, if you're in Chicago, we play there and people come out. We're in deep Detroit. We're playing there tonight. People come out on the road and, and we get a chance to talk about not only the collection, but we talk about what's coming in, in Halloween and Christmas and the stuff that they like and the stuff they didn't like. Mm. You know what I mean? And the whole collection is really fun. Very rock and roll. I call it rock in my country because I'm sort of a combination of both rock and, and, and I've also had crossover country singles as well. And it's a really kind of a rock in my country collection is what I call it. And We've really had a great time with it. Yeah, I saw online one of your plush fox toys with a bandana, and I have to say, it looked a lot like you. Oddly enough, that may have been Punk Skunk. <laughs> or one of the. We have a whole collection with the kids. What's happened is, too, is a lot of the kids are buying them because we made toys to play with, and I tested all these uh, on my Shepherds. And, you know, at first, some of them were great, and then others that didn't work, you know, they bite them and throw them around, and it. it you know, the, the, the stuff that didn't work right, we didn't put it in the collection. And we'll go back and rework on it and make it safe, make it really durable uh, so that people can enjoy it. And But we've got everything from tour buses. Yeah, we have one of those tour buses in the studio right here that we're going to give away in just a second. It is so cool. It's like it, it's like a hide toys inside it. It's a cool-looking flame tour bus. It's built, copied after the bus I have. And people go in there, and they we've got little items that go in it. They can go inside of it. You can pull people out of it. You can, you've got everything from the bus driver to the fan <laughs> to the band to the crew. Uh, you know, even a couple uh, now. I won't say there's a couple really beautiful hot fans in uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. A couple of those. But uh, the, the, the animal will thoroughly enjoy it. They understand the rock and roll. They'll get it. Now, did you uh, create the sundresses as well? I'm going to tell you something. I gave them the logoing, and they, they had to give me a little help with that. Uh-huh. And my daughters, oddly enough, my daughters, Rain and Georgia, had a lot of input on what they thought was really, really, really cute on the animals. You know what I mean? And their friends would come over, and the one friend has a chihuahua. They, you know, I hope I said that correctly, but chihuahua. And they, uh, they bring over their little dogs. We put them on, see if some of them worked. And it's funny because when you dress an animal up, being very realistic, some of them love it, and they're like, okay. And others look at you like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I think you've got to know what your pet's going to enjoy. We have a lot of success with the bandanas. And stuff like that, the animals don't, it doesn't really bother them. They love them. 
And the smaller dogs and medium-sized dogs are really enjoying the outfits that they put on them. And I think it's a lot of fun and adds a lot of personality. Well, very good. We appreciate you spending time with us today. I'm going to give out this tour bus right now at 1-866-405-8405. It is the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Line. Brett, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you all for having me on. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Adopt from your local shelter. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Ford and Multimatic have revealed the Ford GT Mark II, the track-only GT that represents the next stage in the Ford GT performance. The GT Mark II unleashes the full performance potential of the Ford GT without any artificial performance limitations, dictated by racing-sanctioned bodies. It comes with a 700-horsepower, 3.5-liter EcoBoost engine and will cost you around $1.2 million. To find your next Ford, go to OurAutoExpert.com. Our Auto Expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. This is Animal Radio. Uh, San Francisco has some very controversial plans on using dogs to reduce its panhandling problem. Uh, the city is going to initiate a new program believed to be the first of its kind in this country, encouraging homeless individuals to give up panhandling. In exchange, they'll receive a small stipend to foster problematic puppies until they're ready for adoption. Now, the participants must promise to stop panhandling. And in exchange for doing this, the approved applicant will receive 50 to $75 a week, as well as several training sessions, regular check-ins, and all the dog food, toys, and leashes, and veterinary care that dog needs. Now, get this. Participants, once panhandlers will be ideally trained in grooming, dog walking, and other animal-related skills so that they can join the regular workforce. Now, it seems like a cool program, although it is stirring up a lot of controversy. If a person cannot take care of themselves... What How makes, are they going to take care of a pet? Yeah. Well, they're giving them the resources. Well, and I see, you know what, I see out in our area, we actually see folks panhandle with pets. And, you know, it, it actually, in many cases, draws more oh, attention yeah. to them. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see that going the other direction. Well, now, if they get caught panhandling with the pet, they have to give the pet back. That's part of the deal there. So we'd like to know what you think. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Is this just a great idea for putting an end to panhandling in San Francisco, or is it a crappy idea that could lead lead to uh, problems, more problems with the dogs? I can only mean one thing, ladies and gentlemen. Let's all bow for the dog father, Joey Villani, exclusively on Animal Radio, bringing us our tip of the week. Good day, sir. How come everyone's, you know, this is good. Everyone bows every week. You know, I'm starting to get used to this. I come home, I I told my wife that she has to bow, and she gave me a boot in the ass. So, you know. <laughs> anyway. I got a um a good email this week, and it was it was from a woman who has a Maltese, and she says that she listens to the show, and she says that I'm always talking about brushing the dog. She says the problem for her is it's overwhelming for her when she brushes her dog. Her dog has a lot of hair, and she really doesn't want to cut it, but she's at the point where it's driving her crazy because she can't keep she can't get the knots and tangles out. 
she don't want to cut the dog because she likes the look, but she's having a hard time maintaining it. Now, this is a question that I get, that I go over with people all the time in the grooming salon because everyone always says that they brush their dogs out and the dogs come in and they're knotted. Number one, you're taking on too much. Most brushes are usually about three and a half to four inches long and about two inches um, in diameter. So you're really taking on a large area, especially on a small dogs. There's not many people out there. Most people with long-haired dogs own small dogs. You don't see too many people with Afghans anymore like they used to be in the 70s and, and the other long-flowing coat dogs that are, that are large breed. But the brushes, for, for whatever reason, were never downsized. So people are using that whole brush and they're trying to brush it out and what's happening is the, the hair is flipping under and it's getting caught in the brush and the dog doesn't like it. And what you need to do is this. Two things. Number one, get a spray bottle of water. That's definitely going to help you out because it's going to keep the fly away down and it's going to keep the hair from breaking. So what you're going to do is you're going to mist the coat lightly, you know, just dampen it a little bit. Then you're going to brush a two-inch section at a time. And you're going to start on the top of the dog and you're going to work down, straight down below. And then you're going to go back and you're going to start at the top of the dog and you're going to go straight down. You're going to continue to do that until you do everything from the head all the way down to the tail, down to the feet. It's going to take a little bit more time, absolutely. But you know what? If you want that beautiful coat, there is definitely a price to pay with that. What you have to do is do that two-inch section Take your comb, check that you got everything out, right to the skin, move down, two in section, comb right to the skin, spray as you're going along, and you want to know something, it'll be, it, it, it'll work it out, it'll be a lot easier for you, it'll be a lot easier on your dog, and you'll have the look that you really want to keep. When you say you go down the dog, do you mean you go from the head to the tail, or you from, go from the shoulders down to the floor? Shoulders to the floor. Oh. I'm sorry. You don't want to start on the bottom and work up, um, especially for the novice, because what happens is the hair keeps getting in your way. For most professional groomers, they like to start um, down low at the feet and work up. I notice for novice um, people who aren't used to brushing, when you start at the top, you, you kind of get used to, to, to what you're doing. And as you work down, it gets a little bit more difficult because what happens is when you're at the bottom, the hair is in your way. Now, even though you can see it better, okay, and see where you're going, it becomes a little bit overwhelming for you. And a lot of people, what they may want to do is if you get a good doggy conditioner, um, something that um, that absorbs into the, into the um, skin. And you just want to read the label. There's a lot of really good conditioners out there. There, um, that doesn't that don't have any lanolins, oils, um, or any heavy silicones in them, and they'll absorb right into the skin. If you mix that in with the um, in the spray bottle, just a, all you need is a little bit, you know, a small spray bottle, maybe a tablespoon of conditioner, and um, that'll also keep the static down, and um, it'll just make it a lot easier, and, and your dog will be much happier as well because you're not going to be ripping at that coat and pulling that hair out. I think I'll stick and with a short go. hair dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's it's definitely much easier. You know what's funny is, that, is I'll tell you, and if people could could see me, you know, dog father, this big groomer, and um, today I was outside and was I said, you know what? I was going to bring the dogs to the salon on Tuesday, and um, they got the the backyard um, the backyard shampoo and hose treatment. You know, we are so out of time. We want to thank you for listening today. Thank Brett Michaels for joining us. And if you want to catch us during the week, you can go over to the uh, app. The phone app for um, iPhone and Android. Just uh, search for Animal Radio. Also online at Facebook at Animal Radio, your voice at AnimalRadio.com, and tweet us at Animal Radio. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye bye. Take care, guys. Bye, Everyone Joe. Have a great weekend. Bye.
This is Animal Radio Network. Network.